Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. What's up, you guys? Roger Jessup here with the Utah House Doctors. So you just bought your nice new house, and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors, whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page, and these are people that we know and trust. We just want to give a huge thank you for all of you who have left a review for us. And whether this is your first episode listening to us or your hundredth, um, we want to invite you, if you haven't, to leave a review for us. It really does help us so much. And not only that, but we do read through all of the reviews that come through, and they mean the world to us. Um, one of my very favorites that we have received is from this past year, and it says... I recommend the show to everyone. Seriously, literal gold. I have been listening since the beginning and everything they've shared has shaped my parenting. Not only that, but it has shaped me as a woman and a wife. Little did I know when I started listening that my husband would be diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. The first few months of surgeries, plus COVID, plus having a seven month old, plus starting a grad program could have wrecked me. But I stuck with Miracle Mornings. I still lean into every haunting thought feeling surrounding our new life. I've learned so much about being present and intentional and the list goes on. Not to be too dramatic, but this show was a lifeline for a young mother. And we just want to say that truly when we read these, we really don't think of of you guys as just listeners. We think of you guys as our friends and we're so grateful to have this community and we love, love, love sharing this content with you and we're so glad when we hear um, how you guys are using it in your life. And so thank you so, so much for listening and thank you for supporting us and being with us. Hey everybody, this is Tara Lynn and I am starting us out with a high five to my husband again. He's just getting all sorts of high fives, but you guys know my love for my Jeep, my true love. I mean, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Well, it's been having mechanical issues, and so it's been in and out of the shop now for a while. And I, I mean, I'm admitting here my own ignorance when it comes to car stuff, but I don't even know like what they're talking about when I've never learned car stuff. <laughs> So my sweet husband just like took it over pretty much and just started like he's been the one who's like communicating with the shop and I, he just brought it home last night and oh he didn't tell me. He just like came home. We had dinner or whatever and then I went to leave and I saw the Jeep there and I was with my daughter and I seriously guys was like screaming. Like I was like, oh my gosh, it's back. And I ran back in and I you know, kissed him and said thank you and for bringing it back. And then when I climbed in, I was like, oh, I missed you so much. And, and my daughter was laughing so hard at me. And she talks to her cat like this. She'll be like, you kuti, 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 kuti. And I started doing that. I was like, oh, you kuti, kuti. Like, I like love it so much. Carolyn's purring. <laughs> like, I was so happy. So happy. So I'm so happy that my Jeep is back. And I'm so grateful to my husband for just like taking it over and then just bringing it back. Well, you need a Jeep day now, because we're having a few days of cold. I know, that's true. And that's not a good Jeep day. Yeah, so... But the beautiful thing is, is that it is getting warmer, and mm-hmm. it's perfect weather for Jeep Jeep time. Picnics on the top of the Jeep, because when the top's on, we have picnics on top. So we'll, we'll maximize that, and then <laughs> mid-May, the top will come off. I don't think I've been a part of a Jeep, Jeep picnic, picnic on top. Oh, I have them probably once a week with my kids. Well, yeah, I'd love to come to now the next Now only one. with one kid, but in the summer, all the children. But then the top is off. So, yeah. never mind. Anyway, <laughs> it's great. The Jeep is wonderful, yeah. and I'm so happy to have it back. I'm so grateful to Jeff. Thank it, you, Jeff. It is so fun. I feel like whenever I ride in that Jeep without any doors on or anything, there is just something 
freeing about that. It's freedom. It's like flying. It literally takes just my manual, like normal mundane tasks into something thrilling every time. And I've had this baby Magical. for, let's see, I'm turning 36 this summer and I got it for my 30th birthday. So my husband surprised me again. High five. Surprised me with this like Jeep that was perfect in every way. So that, so it'll be six years. And I still, in the summertime, every time I climb into it, I feel that little like joy. Just Deep joy of like, is. I just love it so much. Yeah. I think one time I watched your kids. I don't remember why or how. Like, I think it was an overnight thing for something. And so you let us, me and Cam, drive the Jeep. And I thought it was going to be fun. But it was kind of surprising how joyful it is. So I get, yeah, it's yeah. weird. It, and it, it really hasn't is. gotten old. Like, my love for it has only deepened <laughs> with time. That's true love right there. When yeah. you when the newness wears off and you're still feeling the butterflies, that's it's also so, true love to put four kids in a Jeep. I know. <laughs> Double stroller in the front seat that's when you so used true. to need a stroller. That's it's so filled. The car seats take up every space. They're facing backwards. It's yeah. like It really is the cutest thing because you never see. I've seen your I, car sometimes in random places, and yeah. it has, like, all these car seats yeah. in it. Like, it's the only Jeep that <laughs> And I would love be the like kids that, when but. we follow you. They're, like, looking out from behind at us, like, hey. <laughs> And it's true. Then the stroller does have to go in the front seat. And that's gone, though. Yeah. Good rinse to the stroller. Yeah, yep. Strollers um, are my... That should that be that my face bomb today. I hate strollers so much. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and I'm grateful I don't have any anymore, and I hopefully never need one never again. Never again. Until I'm a grandma, and then it'll be fun, right? <laughs> so if one person buys a Jeep from this episode, <laughs> I think we've done Jeep. our job. Jeep is maybe not a sponsored ad. <laughs> maybe we should get Jeep as a sponsor. <laughs> um, okay, well, mine is a high five, and it is... So Cameron and I lived in Minnesota for a couple of years um, while Cam was doing his graduate program. And we made a lot of amazing friends there that became like family, and it was so fun. And just yesterday, a couple couple of those friends were back in Utah just for a short time to visit their family. And so they invited us and the other people who are from Minnesota, like who we knew from Minnesota – we all kind of did a party last night, and it was so fun. It was just so fun to reconnect. And I think whenever I reconnect with old friends, it's just such a good feeling to, like, connect with people again, like, really connect with them. Because I see kind of what's happening with people over social media every once in a while. But, yeah, it was just so good. And I felt me and Cam left, and we're like, man, they are just such, like, such fun people. I'm so glad we got to know them. And so, anyway, it was just a high five to being with people that you haven't seen in a while and you can reconnect. There's something, like, really magical about that. So it was good. It really is. I love that. Any old friend stories, too, are my favorite when everyone just gets laughing about something that's happened. Yeah, totally. All right. I have a face palm, and this is going to expose how unpolished of a human I am, I think. I'm, like, kind of messy-ish. And I see people always look, like, nicely put together, and I strive for that, but that is not me. Especially with food. It just makes me feel like we're kindred spirits. (laughs) It's why you are my people. (laughs) I'm a little messy with food. So we go to Mexico, the same place in Mexico, not every year, but often with Terlin, Caitlin, my husband's family. And this last, just barely, we went with friends. And they have these, you can buy mangoes on a stick, so... They take a mango, they take all the skin off, cut it up, put all this delicious stuff on it. Mm. Lime, chili salt, some all this crazy stuff. It's big in my mouth water. And then mm. you just eat it on the beach. And you can imagine how a mango on a stick is messy. Yeah. But I probably take it to the next level. Well, I have twice had this happen. Apparently, mango juice on your skin in the sun burns you. Oh. Something about the juice, the citrus, I don't really know what it is. But I had this happen in, actually in Hawaii at a different time when I was pregnant. The juice of it went all over my stomach. And so I had like, like welted citrus sunburns no. all over my stomach. I, th- I thought, I didn't know what happened though. I got home that night. I'm like, <gasps> like, is, like, what's, what is this? Did like a I, jellyfish sting me? I, I seriously know. had no idea. And then we, we discovered this. We Googled and learned of the mango burn. And then we just went to Mexico, and it happened again. I was holding, you can't see my fingers, but I was holding a mango. Oh, my gosh. And all the juice and the dregs got stuck in my wedding ring. And so then it was just, like, sitting on these two fingers. I seriously had just huge blisters all over them, burns. Oh, my gosh. All over my hand. 
I had no idea that that was a thing, actually. Did and you know it's that? just healing, but... Well, now I do, now that she showed me her burns. It looks 400 crazy. times better than it did. It was frightening. Because that was even a while ago. I mean, it's been a few weeks. So yes. that's really surprising. It just, all the scabs just barely came off. They were full-blown blisters. Wow. So, word to the wise. Don't. Be aware of your mango juice. If you eat mangoes in the sun, you better be washing off. That's, that's and hold crazy. your stick, I guess, to the side. Yes. So when it drips, it just drips it into is the worth sand. the risk, though. Oh, it's, it's making so my good. mouth water. <laughs> so good. That's one of my favorite foods of all time. Oh, mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last week we talked about the feeling of busy and burnout. And this week we wanted to kind of dive in to how we can create our life and be intentional about our days instead of being run by them. So I, I feel like as we were preparing for this episode, the quote kept coming to my mind, are you managing your life or are it really is your life managing you or are you living your life? And that's something that I really don't like to feel. And I try to be intentional about enjoying and living and Enjoying is a strong word because we all have to do stuff we don't want to do, but I just really want to avoid the feeling of being ran by my life. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I know what's going on. I'm intentional about the things that I'm choosing to put in, and um, it can feel more peaceful even if it is a little bit busy. So I think the issue is that often we get pigeonholed into only seeing the next few hours even sometimes Mm -hmm. or if I'm feeling really good it's like okay I can see the next day but sometimes you're stuck in a trap of like oh in 20 minutes you know like Mm -hmm. we're just stuck in those like Mm -hmm. minute to minute Mm -hmm. thoughts and so we wanted to first start with how we kind of expand into envisioning our whole life and setting long-term views instead of getting stuck in our life running us by the next 30 minutes. So if we zoom out, we can start with really even looking at our whole entire lifetime. Have you guys ever done this? Like the long-term, what you want for the vision of your family in your whole life? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so powerful for me to think, I envision my family, you know, traveling and seeing new places, or I envision my family hosting guests in from town. And when you start to look at those kinds of things, I envision my family being super tight-knit and we have like Sunday dinners with all the kids all together or whatever it is. Then you can really see as you distill down into like the next 10 years or then the next year, how, you know, on the day-to-day, am I making space for that long-term vision of my family? Or is that just, oh, that sounds nice. That's just this big idea. But every single day I'm, like, in the rat race. Mm -hmm. So that's where I like to start. Mm -hmm. Big life vision of Mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a humbling experience for me when we talk about this kind of vision. Because, I mean, I feel like on the last episode we really presented the problem, right, Right. that we're all struggling with. And in this episode we're kind of hopefully talking about antidotes, right? But for me, when I look at the vision, it's humbling to say to myself, okay, so if this is the vision, if I'm wanting my children to remember me as present and loving and connected, then how, if I look at my day right now, how I'm spending my days, is that how I'm actually living it? Just like if I'm looking at my spending report for the month, does that show where my priorities are? Am I saying I prioritize generosity and healthy food, but all I'm buying is shirts from Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, Reese's eggs. and Reese's eggs. <laughs> which is my thing. My. Oh, it is Reese's egg season, which is lovely. I might have seven bags in my fridge right now. But you know what I mean? It's like one of those humbling things of we can say we want this as a vision, but then look at what we're actually doing. And are we, are we doing like putting the little deposits in the bank account every single day, figuratively and literally, I guess. Um, to actually, are they lining up with our vision? Because I think a lot of us have a vision, but then what we're doing every day isn't even lining up with that. We're just trying to survive, right? Right. Like we're just trying to get through the next, like Felicia said, the next few minutes. But I think the beauty of this exercise that we're going to explain to you about looking at our whole life as like zooming out, it makes lining up our daily minute by minute actions towards what we want mm-hmm. to be, right? Mm-hmm. So even even chores take on a new 
view. Right. Because if my goal for doing chores is to keep an orderly house, and which is a goal of mine, but <laughs> I may or may not be succeeding at that. Um, but if it's mostly to, I want to teach my kids to be responsible and show them that it isn't terrible, that I can still stay connected with them. Then if I'm just running around doing my chores and like yelling at them to do their own, then my main vision of connection and teaching them responsibility isn't really helping very much. I might be getting things done, but I'm not aligned with who I actually want to be, right? So it takes what you're already doing and it's just helping you align align yourself, Mm -hmm. which makes so that instead of being scattered, like I'm picturing like a train track, instead of like running all around the train track and it's so much work and sometimes we're having to like then lift up the train and put it back on. If we can align ourselves, then we can actually use momentum because we're already in the line, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're already lined up with who we want to be and it's so much it's so much less friction. Right? Yeah. I think two words that come to mind when thinking about this part of creating a vision for our life as a whole, 10 years, and then bringing that down to our day-to-day. The two words that come to my mind is intentionality, that we are being intentional about it. Because I love that you made a good point that it, in some ways it might change our to-dos for that day because maybe they aren't in line. But in some ways it won't change some things like cleaning, but it might change the way you're doing it and the way you're going about it, which does change everything. And it changes how you are feeling. And in turn, it changes how your kids are feeling. Because let's be honest, they totally feel, Mm -hmm. they read us and they, it changes how they act. So I think that comes to mind as well as, I love the idea of, we can create our lives rather than it goes with that. Are we being managed by our lives or not? But I love the thought that we can create whatever lives we want. So whatever we want for ourselves and for our family, we are the masters of it and Mm -hmm. we can create it. And I think that is so powerful. And so I think something cool, we've talked about miracle morning so often and within that framework, you know, he, Hal Elrod talks about, you know, you have a time for silence, he has a time for affirmations, and then there's a time for visualizing. And for us, the, this is a really good time to do it. If you're kind of in that framework of Miracle Morning, it's a great time to just look at your day. And then it's not like you have to spend tons of time, but if you've kind of already thought about, okay, yeah, what do I want in my life? Then in the next 10 years, what do I want? And then how does that distill in today? I think there's a lot of power in that. So it's like a good time, I feel like, Again, Miracle Morning creates a great framework for that, of a time to do it. And a couple of things. This is something, when I read The Child Whisperer, Carol Tuttle talks about, she calls it the law of creation and how we can create the lives that we want to want to be in and that we want to see with our children and with ourselves. And so she mentions a few things that I think have really helped me when I think about visualizing my day and my life. And one of them is, she talks about how it's the law of the harvest, like we reap what we sow. And if we are thinking a lot about the things that we don't want to see in our life, so I think sometimes it's easy, again, especially with younger kids, when our kids are maybe doing doing things that we are maybe worried about, a behavior that we're worried about. If we're thinking about it all the time, we also are going to see it more mm-hmm. because that's what we're focusing on. So the idea behind it is we can create a parenting life that really energizes rather than draining us, and we can visualize what we actually want to see. So... We can hold a heartfelt intention to honor our child, and then that will be. So I love a few things that she talks about is having a desire. So first, thinking about, like, what is it? So take some time to actually think about what you are wanting in your life. Mm -hmm. And again, in that big level, 10 years, and then back to our day. And then what would my ideal experience look like in that area of my life? And I love that question because I think for me, Sometimes it's like, yeah, I have all these things that I want, but it's like, okay, but in this experience in my life with my child and then maybe here with my spouse, what would my ideal, what would it look like for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that that really helps to then, she talks about asking. So you can ask God, the universe, whatever you kind of believe in to come together to assist you. And I think that's really powerful. I think we can do it in that visualizing mm-hmm. state, like visualizing time. And then just allow allow what to happen to happen. So you can't control the outcome of things, but you can be open to inspiration to be able to do it. So anyway, those are a couple of things that I love from Carol Tuttle that I have actually really tried to put into that visualizing space. Mm-hmm. And it has helped guide kind of that day-to-day and put some more intentionality and helping me create what I really want to see and what I want to be in my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. That's I, beautiful. Yeah, I love the as you said, the intention, and it's really, whether you're on whatever end of the spectrum you're on, I'm on the, I really love 
to set goals and plan. So almost when I start to talk about something like this, it's almost like this anxious overwhelming of like feeling of, I want to create that. I want to do all those things. I want to, you know, make a list and start doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I know that there are personalities on the other end where it's even overwhelming to think about setting a goal. Like you, you need the motivation to even start planning something. And I think if we can, for either person to slow down and be intentional and really making sure that instead of setting up more to-dos for ourselves, Mm -hmm. because sometimes setting intentions or like planning is just putting more to-dos on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And it's just making your days more overwhelming. And it can be overwhelming to think about doing that. And it's almost easier just to be like, okay, well, these are things that I do need to do right right now. Right. This is right now. I need to make dinner. I need to do this. Mm -hmm. So... As I was planning for this episode, it kept coming into my mind, slow goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like slow everything down, make sure it's intentional. So instead of trying to do this, you know, just on a random like 12 p.m. you have to get dinner ready, start prepping Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm going to throw down my long-term vision of my family. Like that's probably not the right time. Right. So Mm -hmm. slow everything down, be very intentional about this and maybe it's, Get some white space, like get some, clear out your schedule, go on a little hike and look at, okay, as I break down my whole life, then whatever chunk of years makes sense to you, maybe it's like, I don't know, break down my young kid years and then like my older kid years or whatever. And then distill that down to, okay, this year. So as I look forward into this year, you know, it's springtime right now. So it's kind of a fun time to start thinking about renewal and planning So as I'm looking at spring, do I want to maybe start a garden and I want to have these things spring cleaned in my house? So that's getting into like little details, but we can have those intentions in our mind of these big life visions that we have, but we have to create the space for them or else they're just this running to-do list that weighs on us and we're only getting to the little everyday to-dos and feeling like a failure because Mm -hmm. we never got to our big life vision things Mm -hmm. that really matter to us. Mm -hmm. So as you break that down, go year, maybe my husband loves to do quarterly. It's totally like a business thing. I'm like, what does even a quarter mean? (laughs) Whenever he's like quarterly, I'm like, why are we doing it quarterly? I don't. Because you're a rebel. (laughs) I am. Why this arbitrary (laughs) thing of quarterly? I actually, on the other hand, I love quarterly. Because for me, quarterly goals are way more, like, I can see it happening. It isn't as overwhelming Mm -hmm. as a year. Mm -hmm. You can accomplish way more than, like, in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So we actually review our our goals quarterly as well (laughs) in our house. (laughs) And a lot of them just stay the same. Like, I just keep the same goal. But I'm, like, reviewing it, right? Maybe it's monthly for you. Yeah. But I for sure think there are some, like big points where then as you get into designing, like Caitlin said, you're, I love thinking of the ideal week and the ideal day and write that down separate from any tasks. So again, in your creative state, writing down, if I could describe my ideal day and my ideal week, what would it look like? And then compare that to what you're doing and you'll kind of be like, like (laughs) not even close and you can start to kind of align those and that's where I think there's real power is that intention brings more peace to these little day-to-day tasks and weekly tasks that we have to do Mm -hmm. and a little tip here that I I like to do in the morning in fact this is really um a good reminder for me actually in my visualization we're going to talk a little bit about some specifics we really do to help us as we plan our day but Something I love to do just in my miracle morning time, and it takes it guys, it takes three minutes, is during the visualization part. So I meditate, and at the end of my meditation, I literally just picture in my mind, how do I want to feel at the end of this day? How do I want to feel at the end of this year? So just I just picture myself a year from now, from whatever it is. So like next April, how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel the exact same as I did now, or do I want some things to be different? And then I do, I picture myself in 10 years. So I'm like, okay, I'm 45. This is the age my kids are at. How do I want to feel? And then I do, and at the end of my life, which for me, I want to be 93. And how do I want to feel? I want to be hiking. I want to have grandkids who can 
love me and who I love them and I still feel connected. So, I mean, it honestly only takes a couple, literally just a couple minutes. And it, I'm not going through every single detail. I'm just saying, how do I want to feel? It's the feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of details that show up when you think mm-hmm. of that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's like a, some accomplishment that's happened to help you feel that feeling that you're picturing. But it really, really helps me. Because mm-hmm. if I want at the end of my life to still be hiking and doing yoga, it changes how I feel about my body today, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing something weird like that I feel like it's just going to sacrifice to look good now but not help with longevity. Right. If that's my goal, I'm only right. going to be doing stuff to my body that I think is going to help it live mm-hmm. a long, healthy life, mm-hmm. right? And it's a place of like a love and respect instead of just image-based. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it helps me reframe. If I just if I do that, it makes such a difference, and especially if I do it regularly. Just mm-hmm. that little bit of vision. It's just like mm-hmm. tapping into that feeling and that vision. Mm-hmm. It really aligns. It aligns how... For me, it changes how I treat my kids. It changes how I, yeah, how I look at my body, how I look at my work, how I look at my marriage. Everything changes if I can actually do that. So that's just a little tiny tip that is easy and you don't even have to have a pen. I mean, yeah. you just yeah. can do it. You can do it if you're, whatever your habit is. I mean, you could have it be like as you're sitting in the carpool line and mm-hmm. the kids get out of the car, you take a minute and that's your time. You take three minutes and do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I do that, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I love that. I want to be better at that. And I think something that is inspiring me is that it doesn't have to take long. And right. and if you're already kind of, if you already have a miracle morning thing going on, it is just a nice thing to just think about, right? Totally. Yeah. So we wanted to share in our journal some of our prompts that we use. And this is the journal that we have available. You can, yeah. You can buy it. We use yeah. it. We love it so much. And we've... Mm-hmm. Put these in, these little prompts, to help us actually tap into this long-term vision. Yeah. Intention. So you start out with a message to yourself for that day. I use my today's message to myself as a piggyback onto that visualizing how I want to be today or the end of the year, but tapping into do I really want to be present with my kids today or whatever. So I give myself a message that can kind of be like a mantra ish in my mind for that day so that's our first mindset setting question the second one is what is the bigger picture so a spiritual inquiry into your day so as you're moving throughout your day is there anything that can kind of set your mind beyond just those day-to-day tasks I use this as something that I'm praying or meditating about who will I make a special effort to connect with is the next question and how will I do so this one, I feel like, saves me day-to-day with little kids. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's the place where I think, you know, who's kind of either going through something behavior- behaviorally, like Caitlin was saying, that I can think, why are they going through that? Or someone needs a little sp- special attention with schoolwork or sports. I mean, when you have kids and a spouse, Every day you could probably put everyone on there, but Mm -hmm. it kind of helps me like be more focused about it. And there's always somebody, I feel like every relationship is like a bank account Yeah. that you, you know, you're putting deposits in and withdrawing. And I feel like everybody at some, every single day, there's somebody Mm -hmm. whose bank account is at the lowest with Mm -hmm. you right now. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so for me, when I ask myself that question, that's what comes to mind. Who am I feeling the least connected with? How can I make an effort Mm -hmm. to reach out? And the cool thing, if you do this every day, then nobody ever gets to the point where you're like... Oh my gosh, I've lost them. <laughs> yeah, totally. No. It's so true. And it's, I mean, there's so many needs. And so sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but just breaking it down to that little step really helps me. Then how can I align with my future vision of myself? Again, what we just talked about, that that visualization of how you want to be intentionally thinking about it instead of rushing through the day. And can I just share here, I'm looking at Felicia. She has her actual planner out here. And it's so sweet. She says, how can I align with my vision of my future self? Warm, ready to embrace them, empty hands. Like, it almost makes me cry. Like, how often do I have other things in my hands? And so because of that, I don't have them. I can have my phone in my hand or whatever. Right. But I think just that image of can how can I have more empty hands mm-hmm. today so that I can actually hold the people that I love more? It's so beautiful. And if you're starting your day thinking that, mm-hmm. it's going to change the mm-hmm. way you interact with everybody. Totally. It's magical. Totally. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a downfall. And I'm sure it's a lot of people feel this as a parent. You're always doing, holding, you're cleaning. juggling a lot of things. Yeah, you're juggling. And, yeah. So, and then the last um, 
question is what challenges or setbacks may come up and how can I pre-plan to overcome them? Mine is almost always time or some sort of time management in that space, but it helps me think about think about that and plan for it. <laughs> Terrilyn's laughing. <laughs> she just wrote, I mean, the needs of all are competing. I'm like, amen. That's so this is the season of our life of it's that. so true. There will be a time where everybody isn't competing for our attention and our fulfilling of their needs. Yes. Um, the time right all now needs. is it's now for that. I just wanted to take a quick break and tell everyone thank you for sharing your journal planners that you have received them and how you are using them. We love seeing the ways that it's helping you become more in touch with um, the person you want to be in the future and also helping you find a little space and pockets of peace in your day. Um, We created this journal because we use it and we thought that there might be some of you who could benefit from having a planner that aligns with connecting with yourself and your kids and living authentically. We hope you're loving it. And thank you for sharing. It really helps others see how the journal can be used in their lives. So thank you again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, so we are going to dive into the nitty-gritty now. So as you are planning, what are some concrete tips? That's great, you guys. Woo-woo, intentionality, visualize, but what can I actually do? (laughs) So when I think about planning day-to-day, something that I like to remind myself is it's easy to see exciting new beginnings of stuff buying new things. I think we're really deep in this in our culture. Like we want new clothes to be coming out all the time. We want Mm -hmm. everything new Mm -hmm. and shiny. And we don't like to, heaven forbid, we like sew back on a button or fix something. And I'm trying to be really more aware of that in my life because I love that about past generations. Mm -hmm. They valued their things. If we're talking strictly stuff, and they recycled and repurposed. So I'm trying to be more of that aware of that with physical, but also being aware of that in the day today. So normal life is kind of painful. Um, it's not quick and easy. It's not that convenient. It's sort of messy. And if I can switch my mindset to embrace it, like our whole life is that middle part of it. It's like the whole middle of the day where it's like hard and everybody's crying and we have to like clean up everything instead of, you know, I want everything to be exciting and then I just want to like end it. Like Mm -hmm. then I want the ending of the thing. Like I want, I'm just doing it to do it so I can get to the end. I try to embrace the middle a little bit and that's the nitty gritty of it. Mm -hmm. I love the idea that our life is the middle, Mm -hmm. right? And I think newness, it's addicting. Totally. For me. Like, totally. if, if you just want new, 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 mm-hmm. new, then then the middle just doesn't feel, you feel dissatisfied, so you just keep reaching for new. But the interesting thing mm-hmm. is that new doesn't actually satisfy. Totally. It's like a false satisfaction. So and so dopamine. if we are searching for, yeah, those dopamine hits of newness, then we actually won't be satisfied because that's the nature of newness. Mm-hmm. It increases our hunger while decreasing our ability to be satisfied by it, right? That's how I feel with every new thing, actually. That there is a little dopamine hit at the Mm -hmm. first, and then it fades, and then that loses its capacity to give you that satisfaction, so you just try to go to something else that's new. But if we can just embrace that most of our life is not new, that there is beauty in the deepening, that I think think it actually takes, like, the pressure off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like everybody else always has new stuff. Right. And we can just let that go. Right. We don't have to have new stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And as I say this, I'm talking to myself just as much. Like yeah. I'm, I like, I need this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Advise myself, <laughs> you know. And in the especially when seasons come, like oh. I'm thinking, 
it's swimsuit season. I need 35 swimsuits. But I don't. I really don't, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just give myself this advice. Yes. That my swimsuits work just fine, and I love my swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And if you're intentionally choosing something, that's fine, too. I'm not right. saying never make a purchase again. I'm just saying we get caught up in the newness, and if we think we're going to get any satisfaction from that, we're just deluding ourselves. And your social media feeds do a really good job of getting you caught up in the newness. Yes. <laughs> Every single day you see somebody who's wearing a new outfit mm-hmm. and they have the link right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy it on this. Buy my code for yeah. 10% off. <laughs> when you like to know where I got it, click, click. The more you spend, the more you save. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And there's always, there's always something new. So being content with the swimsuit that doesn't still have the tag. Like the swimsuit that you loved last year. You loved it and so much. And you did much. love it. You loved yeah. it enough to buy it. <laughs> yeah. And it totally. still works great. Totally. And I have to say, the internet has made it, I mean, I feel like I'm now just like justifying myself. <laughs> but the internet makes it hard because like Facebook and Instagram, they know what I they like. They know what you like. They do. They pop up stuff and I'm like, how'd you read my mind? How'd I you know. know I wanted that in that color? And it's I like, know. well, because they are reading my mind. I know. But you have to just know that so you can resist it. Totally. Right? And there's also a dopamine hit in the getting done of things. It's so mm. like that shiny new beginning, but also in the checking off. Yes. Like sometimes I find myself going through my days and I'm like, I literally was just doing that to check it off. Either I didn't even need to do it or I didn't enjoy. I mean, I can even get into the checking off of like spending time with my kids or connecting with them. It's like, oh, I need to do that. I just need to check that off, like getting the done of it instead Mm -hmm. of enjoying, you know, I need to connect with, I need to go to lunch with my mother-in-law to connect with her. But when you're there, are you actually in it or are you already thinking about that, that next thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, if anybody has ever been in the position where you're like writing things down after it's happened, (laughs) just (laughs) to check it it off, because I have definitely done it because it does feel so so good. good. It's like very satisfying. And yeah, it's so true. I think there is something about that, but yeah, are we doing it for the right reason? Yeah. And that's okay to find satisfaction from the checking. I mean, I don't understand it myself, <laughs> but I know and admire a lot of people who do. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything, anything wrong with enjoying that check off as long as you are living right. during the task themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Because for me, our life can be, I mean, I'm picturing and it, it pricks me with guilt. But I'm picturing myself when I'm trying to get something done, and it's almost as though the people, my kids, interrupting me. It's like I'm like a like a tractor pushing mm-hmm. stuff in front mm-hmm. of me, and just anything that's in my way, it's like, get out of my way. Yeah. I'm trying to get this pile moved, yeah. get out of my way. But really, that is not how I want to be. So I'm, I'm not living if I'm just plowing through, mm-hmm. right? So is there a way to still accomplish the things, but still actually be able to see the people who are in my life? and live it during it, not just for the checkoff. So mm-hmm. I say receive the pleasure of the checkoff, mm-hmm. but maybe ask yourself the question, was I there? Like, was yeah. I truly being there as I was doing those things? Yeah, because I've even had certain things, and I don't know if I, anybody else feels like this, but even things that, like, should be fun and maybe even other people find are fun, it's almost a little bit of the FOMO of, like, well, I want to do it almost just to say that I did that. Yeah. But then I think about it, I'm like, did I actually want to do that? Mm, I don't know if I really did. So even that, again, it comes back to why am I actually doing it? Was it just to say that I had been there, done that? Or did I really actually want to do that? Cameron is actually really good at this. I feel like he's very good at not falling into FOMO. And if he Mm. really doesn't want to do something, he just just doesn't. And I think that's been good for me because with both things, both things that we need to get done and we feel like we need to get done, as well as things that supposedly are fun and maybe might look good. Like, it might be, like, a fun conversation to talk about, but I'm like, did I actually care to do that? I don't know. Sometimes I personally have to think about that for myself of, like, why am I actually wanting to do this? Is it because everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. it and so therefore I do? Or do Mm -hmm. I actually want to do it? Mm -hmm. Anyway. I like to think to myself, anytime I feel FOMO, the fear of missing out, I I mean, I can't even remember who it is that said it. Mm-hmm. That's some article I read. They said, think about JOMO, the joy of missing out. Mm. Both can be equal. So mm-hmm. I literally will think to myself, I am feeling FOMO right now. Like, I just want to go to that so I'm not left out. Yeah. And then I think, but I could also feel just as easily 
the joy of missing out, but I'm choosing to do something else. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, honestly, just having another alternative acronym yeah. really helps me oh, out just to, like just to try on that. And it's like, oh, you know what? No, I'm actually going to have the joy of missing out right now. Thank you very much. And it helps I you like see what, what you're saying yes to instead right. of the right. yes yeah. to the other right. thing. Yeah. yeah, totally. I like that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt that. And an important part of this, just from a, I mean, if we're talking about the nitty gritty, like how this looks... So again, in our, in our Find the Magic Planner, we have that section where we do what is our vision for the day, where we're tapping into that, you know. And then we have um, a section that has must-dos and then nice-to-dos for the days and then stuff that's on the back burner. So you're not forgetting the things that are on the back burner of your life, but you're also narrowing down. You only should have a few things that you must do, mm-hmm. especially if you have small children at home. Mm-hmm. And then everything else should be in the nice to do category mm-hmm. or the back burner category, but really no more than three mm-hmm. in that must do category. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then there's a section to actually plan out your entire day. And I can hear some of you thinking, how can you live presently if you're planning out your day? Because then you're thinking in the future, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, this is literally the key to living in the present. If I don't plan out my day, my brain all my brain energy is a lot of my brain energy at least is trying to juggle like trying to keep it all in my brain and remember what do i have today and it's just floating there and it takes up a lot of mental space remember i had the dentist appointment at three i cannot forget to do this for my daughter and it's just sitting there and it's taking up so much space but if i take a few intentional minutes to really i mean you're being present but you're not being present because you're thinking about your entire day and you're planning it out hour by hour Yeah, Yeah. you're being present with planning. You give it that space of, I am looking at my future. I'm looking at a year from now. I'm thinking about the end of my life, right? You're giving yourself time to do that. Then it allows you to go throughout your day without having to hold that cloud in your mind because you've already written it down, Mm -hmm. right? So you know you're not forgetting anything because you've already checked your phone calendar Mm -hmm. and you know what's happening. So you know that you have an hour of space between this and this. And you've already thought about how you want to fill it. You know, and it might be just this beautiful free space or it might be during that time I'm going to let my, you know, let my kid take us for a walk and let him take us wherever he wants to go. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you're never going to do those kinds of things because you're just trying to keep what am I doing next? Am I am I forgetting something? So I really love in our planner how you have this kind of beautiful like journaling soul searching moment but then you get into the nitty gritty of so what is this day actually going to look like and is it lining up with what I was Mm -hmm. just said Mm -hmm. because if you write out your day it's really it's easy to see like you know this is not this Mm -hmm. isn't really working or wow yes I have aligned this day and I've said yes to the things that are important and then things that I've said no to because everything we say yes to creates a no somewhere Mm -hmm. else and everything we say no to creates we're saying yes to something and so it really allows you to see it's like looking at your bank account every day where am I spending my money Having that planning right next to it, it's like, how, how am I spending my time? And is it aligning with what I want? And for me, it takes, when I do it well, it just takes so much anxiety yeah. and stress out of my life because I'm not trying to hold it in my brain all day. Yeah. Amen to that. I feel like that's actually a huge thing. Both before I had kids, that was something that really helped me because even at my job, like it was so easy to get overwhelmed with everything that I had to do. But if I was able to start at the beginning... And then I was able to, like, go deep into a project because I knew later today I'm going to have time to do this, this, and this. So I think that is probably one of my biggest tools in my life that has helped me to be more present, to be able to work better at projects. But now, even as a mother, it helps me be mindful and be with who I'm with fully rather than trying to keep this, you mentioned, like, the wheel in the back of my Mm -hmm. mind of spinning everything that needs to be done. To the point of also only having three things on your must-do. This is something that I something that I I'm not always the best at doing it, but I love the idea and I want to be better at making sure that I hold myself to that limit because in a book, it's called The Essentialism by Greg McGowan. He mm-hmm. talks about priorities and like that word. And what it actually means is it it was just one priority. It wasn't priorities, priorities the plural word. Yeah, yeah. was not a thing mm-hmm. until pretty recently we have now said priorities as a plural thing and we but the point was that he makes is that when we say priority it really just means one thing that we are focusing on that's at our top like our top thing and so when I think about that it's like if I have 20 things on there you can't really prioritize 20 things so if I'm picking three things those are the things that I'm prioritizing and anything on the nice to do is great that's awesome if I got it done 
But I think that also frees us up from this burnout feeling of I didn't get everything done. But it's like you literally can't prioritize. Like our brains and everything about us, it's hard to prioritize 20 things. You can't. So I think that's a good thing to remember is that if you are trying to do too much, you probably – you are trying to do too much. It's too much. So – like, I love that of keeping yourself to a limit on the to-do. I think that's another great tool that really helps me. And those must-dos are your targeted tasks. So I think a lot of us have little pockets of time throughout our day that oftentimes can be filled with, I know I have a lot of stuff to do, but I don't really know what I'm going to start on because I haven't planned it. So I'm going to look at social media. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you... If we've talked about, you know, open up your screen time and it's like probably a lot of hours that you could have spent accomplishing must-dos and then being able to have peaceful moments, Mm -hmm. but instead you're wasting it on little, like, fluffy Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. It's like with eating, like, you're not fully satisfying. Fake productivity or connection or whatever. Yeah. It's snacking on Reese's Reese's eggs (laughs) (laughs) instead of sitting down to a meal when you're hungry. Right. (laughs) And the thing about that is, as we've, and we've said this many times, I approve of Reese's eggs when I'm, but if I'm, if I'm just snacking on them to try to fulfill a hunger, right. they're not going to, that's not their job, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing with any kind of numbing, literally. I mean, our Instagram, any just mindlessly surfing the internet or just mindlessly binge watching TV. Right. When it's just, I don't have a plan, so I'm just going to fill this. Or I know there's stuff I have to do and I'm feeling overwhelmed, so I'm just going to numb this feeling and not do any of it, which... I get it. Everybody does that sometimes. But it feels much different than I have planned my day. I've put in the things. I know I'm going to get my three most important things done. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at Instagram at 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. for a half an hour, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just enjoy it, right? That feels good. Mm -hmm. And there actually is some satisfaction there, Mm -hmm. right? 2.30 comes along, you've blocked out your 30 minutes, or you've set your phone to screen time where it just shuts you off. (laughs) And you're like, ooh, see, that felt good. Mm -hmm. The end of it, the activity is the same, but you don't have that feeling of, like, failure at the end. Like, I just wasted an hour, and I should have been doing other stuff, and I have so much to do, but I'm just overwhelmed. Why did I just waste all that time on the Internet? You don't ever have to have that feeling, guys. Mm -hmm. If you just, you know, yeah, I'm going to spend a half an hour mindlessly scrolling, Mm -hmm. but I scheduled it in. And I know that I'm getting my most important things mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It feels way different. The activity mm-hmm. doesn't change, but the feeling of it totally changes. And you don't feel like you're just losing your life. Totally. You know? You're intentional about that being a relaxing or decompressing moment for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys can hear this. I feel like I need disclaimer It's like here. someone walking on our roof. <laughs> so we're in the middle of like a hurricane windstorm, I'm pretty sure, here. And we're in an office building, and it's loud. But now there's like Santa Claus stomping on the roof. <laughs> so if you can hear that, that's what it is. Some we're unknown sure person in a windstorm on the roof of this building. Who knows? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Strange. Santa was blown here. So some concrete tips that help me when I look as far as not I, I visualized my long-term vision, but some concrete things. So this is something that I recently did this year, and I feel like it has really taken, taken a mental load off. So looking at your year ahead and planning in big things you're going to need to do for the year. So if you have trips coming up, what preparation do you have for those trips? And they can be six months away, but, you know, are the kids going to need swimsuits for that? When am I going to shop for those clothes? My mom would be so proud. Mm-hmm. It's like a game changer. She packs for trips like a month ahead of time. <laughs> so oh, she, she should be on this. She asked me every week before a trip, hey, too. have you packed yet? I'm like, mm. no. She's like, oh, yeah, it, mine's already Mine's done. ready, <laughs> waiting by the front door. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so when are you going to spring clean, do house maintenance? Those kind of things really weigh on us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I need to clean out the filter for this. It's just on my running wheel. But if I schedule it in a month, in May, I clean these filters, it's off my list and it's planned for a certain time and I will have the time for it. So this tip is from Miranda from Live Free Creative and I love this. She said, you know, there's always these things that we kind of have on our wish of to-dos, like maybe we want to do a craft project or, you know, go for a pedicure or whatever kind of like a bigger thing maybe even like create you know like knit a blanket or something i don't Mm -hmm. have any of these desires with crafting things but but a lot of people do do. have yeah a lot of people do that's like Mm -hmm. their joy or like maybe it's work on writing a piece of poetry that you wanted to you know and 
we have these big goals, but they they never fit inside our day to day. Yep. But if you can look at a month and say, on this Saturday, I'm going to take this hour to take this pottery class or schedule in something for you, it's like a bigger time frame that you can fit some of those things in. And I I really love that tip. I feel like that's going to work for me. Can I quickly just mention, too, with the cleaning thing, going yeah, with yeah. that, the clean mama that yes. you mentioned? Because I think great. sometimes... There's certain things where I'm like, oh, I know I probably should be doing, like, one of these cleaning things at a certain time, but I don't really remember when, and Mm -hmm. what was I supposed to do for that? Like, I almost, like, spring cleaning, what does that entail? You know what I mean? I don't know. Sometimes that even, that in itself is like, oh, I got to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, when do I have time to, like, really figure out what I want to do? When I'm going to clean. (laughs) um, But I think there's probably plenty of things out there, but Clean Mama actually does have, it's cool, she actually does have, like, in this month, you can do these cleaning things. And obviously, you can still pick and choose if you actually want to do all the cleaning things that she does. But that's actually been helpful for me. because then, And then she gives really great tips and tools for how to do that the most effective way. And she has, like, all the non-toxic, beautiful, organic mm-hmm. things that you can do. But that's actually been helpful for me with the spring cleaning thing. It's been nice because I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that I want to do some of these things. But when do I do it? Like, cleaning the windows, what's the best way to do it? When should I do it? So if you're doing those like at a year and then maybe at a month planning, there's plenty of things online, but for the cleaning thing, mm-hmm. the Clean Mom is kind of a good resource. Mm-hmm. That's She quick, is fantastic. Quick insert. And the interesting thing about these things that we're talking about, specifically, Felicia, when you were talking about the things that kind of feed us that are hard to fit in in a week, but in a month we can usually mm-hmm. schedule in some time to do things that are creative or that mm-hmm. feed our soul. And the thing that came to my mind was those things don't like yell at us as much as right. mm-hmm. the easy, the, just like the surface tasks that take up our day. And yeah. actually this applies to what you were saying too, Caitlin, when it comes to like deep things, our house clutter yells at me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's doesn't look good, but the deep cleaning doesn't yell. It isn't yes. quite so loud. Right. Same thing with the soul feeding things that we do. Mm-hmm. It's just not quite so loud. It's not as loud as like the immediate kind of just crisis taking care of things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, although they're not as immediately loud, I think that they are, in the long run, the loudest things that make us satisfied or dissatisfied with our lives. Right. Yeah. So it comes to a point where it has been silenced for so long can't that be ignored. you can't ignore it any longer and there's break things break. Right. right. Yeah. In our house, things break when we don't mm-hmm. maintain yeah. them. In our bodies. And in our bodies and in our, in our spirits, souls, yeah. you start feeling breaking. Totally. So to avoid that, I think that what Felicia just said about Scheduling in, in a month, what are you doing to feed your soul? What are you doing to fill that hunger that is not as loud as the crisis things in mm-hmm. our life, just the managing the chaos mm-hmm. things? Because I think that actually, I mean, it's maintenance. That's how we maintain anything. And so I think it's just crucial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love maybe. that you brought up that because sometimes, yeah, in a day, it's like that's not going to fit in today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody can find some and time you can in a month. just carry it over to the next day, just feeling yeah, like just sad keeps, that you never and did it. And this never happened, right? Right. Yeah. But in what a month, choose? everybody can choose like yeah. find some time. One, like I am going to set this. Day. And I love the idea of you set the commitment to yourself and you keep it, just right. like you would a date with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna like no show on them. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about my mornings. If I don't show up for my mornings, mm-hmm. for me, it's like this is a, this is a date with myself and with God, and mm-hmm. I don't want to stand either of us up. Mm-hmm. Just like I wouldn't for another person, right? right? Yeah, I and love that. So that's, to me, like what it feels like to fill your soul. It's it's filling that quiet hunger mm-hmm. that is just as valid as the really loud mm-hmm. voices Urgent in our lives. things mm-hmm. that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that really helps you look at your weeks as well. We, we all have weeks that you're just living for the weekend, and that's going to happen. But something that's been pinging in my mind is that I really... I don't want to live a life that I want to have a vacation from. Mm -hmm. I want the weeks to have a balance of energy building things and the to-dos. Because we're all going to have them, and I'm hopeful that I can embrace them. But then as I look at the categories of my life, so like work, home, kids, all the extra stuff that I want to do, meal planning, cleaning... Is there a balance of things that fill me up? Is there a balance of restful times and like harder times? Or am I like getting to Sunday and just being like, oh, I just want to stare at the wall because that was also miserable and so hard. So looking at your week and trying to see, do I have a balance of energy building things and things that I have to do? That that really helps me 
be able to plan my days accepting of my capacity. So I feel like often it's like that whole, you think you can do so much, but we, we really only have so much energy. So as I'm looking at my day, am I having a balance of rest? And, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, having routines so you can be a little bit more on autopilot and not having to think so much about mm-hmm. like, what's for breakfast? What Take am I out the wear? mental energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of relax, help some of that mental energy. And decision fatigue. Eliminating oh, it's so much decision fatigue. Yeah. Do we have rituals and rhythms that are bringing us energy or is our whole day, our energy having to push through it? So as you plan your day and in the, you know, the area where you can time block in our journal, I think just looking over your schedule and I was laughing and telling Terlin and Caitlin that when I look at my day with little kids, it's like the morning I have my stuff that I'm doing. And then mostly the whole middle of the day, besides their quiet time, I've realized that in order to have that energy for them, it needs to mostly be empty. I mean, at the most, go to the park with them or, you know, like sometimes we have a little activity we want to do. But with, how old is Wes? A nine-month-old to a six-year-old, I really can't have a lot of activities in the day or I would just be falling on the ground at the end of it. And I know that some days you know, I'm going to have that, but I know that my balance of energy is not going to be able to keep up with, with that. So as you look at your days, are you honoring your capacity or is it so overfull that no wonder you're just burnt out at the end, at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. So how do you want your day to feel? Are there adjustments that you can make? Are there trade-offs that you can make? And I think also just accepting that we, we aren't going to do everything. Be okay with, you know, putting something on your nice to do and moving it to the next day or moving it to your back burner and realizing that you, you really can't do everything. Yeah. I think the important part with that, when it actually comes to planning out your, you know, if, if you like to plan out like the hour to hour time frame, is two things and it's giving yourself grace and flexibility because I think especially with young kids, There's just, I mean, we have things that, yeah, we must do that would be nice to do. But then in the end, things come up. It takes longer to do something than you thought it would. Someone has, you know, one or both of you is having like an emotional time where you just maybe don't want to do. So I think it's important that with that, I think it's so valuable to like think through that whole day, but then giving yourself grace and flexibility to move and roll with it, especially I think when we do. I mean, and even if you don't have young kids, I think it's still valuable have that give yourself that so sue monk kid in her book when the heart waits says we need times when we can be a refuge for ourselves and Mm. that struck me struck me because we're like striving to meet the needs of others but again it's filling your own bucket like are you scheduling in those spaces where you can just be like oh honey come here let's rest you know Mm -hmm. like that i can just picture her voice saying that because we are all doing so much so can you be a refuge so then the nighttime routine, we all admittedly <laughs> fail at our nighttime routine. It's more like uh, a tree and lay on the couch and veg out, okay? Mm-hmm. Parker and I call it vibe out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need vibe the vibe out. out. <laughs> like, and I think that's with kids. You just need to vibe at the end of the day. But my <laughs> intention for my nighttime <laughs> is I would love to have a really calm rest reflection gratitude connect with parker at the end of the day and nurture myself in our journal we have evening reflections so it's you know what am i grateful for did i do my connecting was i who i wanted to be in the future and looking forward to the goals that i do have am i on track or do i need to move some stuff around and and make this work and i think that brain dump really helps when I do this, when I have this good wind down, I can let go of that day. Yeah. I can dump it all out, let go of the guilt of it and write down the moments I was grateful for and that I enjoyed. And it's almost like I'm handing everything over. You know, for me, it's to God, like hand everything over and let that day go. That recoup nighttime routine. I do feel better the next day. It's more like I just need to do it. 
yeah. before I vibe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like for me, yeah, this part, because the other part, I like love it. And I, I have so much desire to do it, but it is that willpower at the end to be like, okay, I'm going to stop, you know, whatever the nice relaxing things that I'm, you know, that I was maybe just vegging out and then just take some time. Because for me, it is just setting aside that time with enough time for me to still go to sleep in an early so it's it really is just being intentional about when I'm going to do it because I do think it's kind of like finishing it off it's mm-hmm. just like you've had this day but then how did I how did I feel about it in the end because it I don't know it almost feels like if I'm just going to bed I'm almost missing out on one of the best parts of this whole thing so yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like it really is for me I'm like I need to do that like I want Give to do yourself this. a I need pat to do on the it. back a gold star for all that stuff you did yeah today. I feel like you're almost <laughs> yeah. not giving yourself Reflect. the status like some of the best parts of right. all these other great tools, you know? So, right. yeah. yeah. There's actually a book called Resucceed. We'll put, and we'll put a link to everything that we are mentioning here in our show notes. And, I mean, on iTunes, wherever you're listening, and on findthemagic.co. But there's a book called Resucceed that literally his entire thing and research is based on when people review their day at the end of the day. Just take a few minutes to ask a few questions it does huge things to not make you just stay on the treadmill of, I keep thinking these same things Uh and nothing's working. Because when you actually take a minute to look at your day, the cool thing, okay, so now this is just me talking, but this is kind of one of my favorite topics right now. That when we are mindful with things and it can look at our actions honestly, we create positive or negative reward systems in our brain automatically. So for example, if I eat, drink my smoothie in the morning and I'm present with it, and then I take a minute, maybe an hour later, to check in how my body feels, when I drink my smoothie, my body feels amazing. Mm -hmm. So if I take a minute later to tap into myself and I notice how my body feels, my brain has automatically created this really positive association with my smoothie. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, ooh, wow, that was a reward. the thing I'm feeling after is feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the moment of connection with somebody that I love. If I had that and later I check in with how was that? And if it was good, I create this positive reward. So you're literally building in, you're like hacking your brain, mm-hmm. creating reward systems. Same thing, the same thing works with food. If you eat something and then you feel terrible after, most people just like push it down. They tamp mm-hmm. down that feeling. Mm-hmm. But if you can take a minute to tap into, wait, how does my body really feel here? Mm-hmm and you allow yourself to feel it and be present with it, guess what, guys? You're hacking your brain again, and you're your less brain to do is it. creating a negative reward to, to that. So you're not going to be as drawn towards it in the future. But so many times we just think, oh, I don't like how this feels, and I'm just going to keep plowing through. And we never even allow ourselves to have that beautiful thing about that naturally comes with being present. Our brains naturally start saying, I want more of that. I don't want more of that because of how I felt mm-hmm. after. But so often we only go with things how they feel in the moment and we don't take time to notice how they make us feel after. Yeah. And if we just go with what feels good in the moment, that's not going to lead us to a lot of things we want, right? right. But uh, most things, and I know I'm making a generalization here, but most things, give yourself an hour or a day later, how do you feel about it? And that's mm-hmm. tap into that and it's going to help you know, is this something I want to do in the future? So we're doing this, but with our whole life, right? If we can do this at the end of the night then the idea is we're creating that. We're locking in this worked, this didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I just want to feel it, that it didn't yeah. work. Okay, yeah. let me feel how that feels. Okay, and that's that's yeah. valuable. My problem is, and I want to be transparent here, my big problem is that I, from a habit stacking standpoint, I am terrible at this, guys. At the end, I mean, after this, <laughs> I mean, I feel <laughs> passionate about it, right? But I am terrible at, I'm good at keeping my journal where I do my miracle morning. It's in my reading room in my house on my special couch mm-hmm. and I write it. I write in it. But then if I bring my journal to my bed, then it stays in my bed and then I don't have it in the morning and I don't want to sneak in and wake everybody up. And so I have a big problem with this. So my journal just stays in my reading room and I do it every morning. And what I do is I just do the evening journal prompts in the morning before I start my day. And I know I'm missing out on something here. I know that there's something big I'm missing out on. So an idea that just came to my mind, I'm going to try it out and I'll let you guys know if it works. I think I'm going to tear out one of the pages and just stick it on my bathroom mirror mm. because I, without fail, every night for far too long, am brushing my teeth and washing my face mm. and putting creams on my face. <laughs> okay. And doing the creams. Mm. <laughs> and I do my middle split stretching while I brush my teeth. You know, like, it's like a big thing and I know it takes a long time and I need to honestly make it faster. But one of the reasons why it takes so long is I'm listening to a book <laughs> while I do it. So maybe if I tried out not listening to the book 
and simply going over those four questions that you just read because mm-hmm. it's there on my mirror. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get the benefit of writing it. I won't be but writing thank you, but I'll be thinking, what am I grateful for today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Did what I do today, does that align with who I want to be? And just asking myself those questions. I feel like it's a way of underachieving, but might be the way to actually do this at night. Like, what? I feel so strongly about. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and you're still, I think they're, like, I think you're selling yourself sort of a little bit. I think that's pretty great that you are still doing it in the morning because you are still evaluating your day before, which I think is, that's really what we want, right? Is to be able to just look back at our day. And if things didn't work out how we had planned them to be, either recognizing it's okay because I did these other, like, I feel good about these other things, or maybe, like, you know, I could have been better at doing. So I think as long as you're doing it, and it sounds like it is working for you during the morning, I think that's great. But I think that's a cool idea mm-hmm. to also. But I just think give yeah. yourself a pat on the back for even doing it in the morning the day after. I well, think the benefit of doing it at night, and it's in, I mean, Brendan Burchard talks about this, and in the book We Succeed that I just mentioned, the benefit of doing it at night. So when I do it in the morning, I feel like I'm just, like, trying to get through it to start my day, right? It's right. more like a, just a quick, like, oh, okay, yesterday, blah, blah. like, let me move forward. Mm-hmm. But at night, and I can't remember the author of Resucceed. I'll look it up, and again, we'll link it. But he says, our brains are working at night, right, in this mm. different space than it is at any other time. So when we are looking at our life intentionally before we go to bed, not from a worrisome standpoint, but just kind of like bigger vision. Mm-hmm. And for me, this brings in our subconscious and God. He's like, you can literally just put a problem in on your mind and just say, like, hey, this is the kind of thing I'm thinking about. It didn't align. I did this today, and it didn't align. Like, is there something I can do to change it? And then you ask the question and you just kind of hands it over. Like Felicia was saying, hands it over to God. So many times when I wake up in the morning, there, kind of an idea will be there, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're giving yourself the space of like, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to actively think about this at night, but I'm just putting it out there. I'm wanting to be present, but I'm also not getting the dishes done. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put that out there as a problem. Mm-hmm. Let it float, and if answers come, I'm going to have my pen and my journal in the morning, and I'm going to be able to write down any ideas that come to me. But you're kind of like giving this nice space to yourself mm-hmm. at the night. So anyway, I, I, I'm feeling really motivated to somehow yeah. make it more of my night. It does <laughs> feel like the whole refuge for yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's like a minute to just go inside and, and analyze mm-hmm. and think and even look forward to the next day and say, was that all that stuff? Am I going to take that with me into the next day? Right. So, yes, this episode has also inspired me to reflect at the end of my days. Hopefully next week we'll come back with three yeah, reflection high fives. Let's do That's it. That's our goal. Should we? <laughs> or try this or not. Yeah. We might. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Hopefully this was helpful in looking forward and planning and being more intentional about your big life vision. Let's find the magic. (coughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) Brown cows.